Let me tell you about uh, Built Bar. You know the thing that keeps me looking like Jamie from uh, from that series? I mean, you should see me with my shirt. Uh, anyway, uh, Built Bar is a really good protein bar. My wife loves it. Stu's wife's love it. I love it. Uh, and everybody I've turned on to, they all say the same thing. Wait, 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 wait. This is good for you? 130 calories, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein, made with 100% real chocolate. This is a protein bar, but forget about that. It's a candy bar. It is so good. Go to Built.com, use the promo code BECK, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code BECK, get 15% off your order now at Built.com. Really yummy and healthy as well. Nah, not a single cricket used in the making of Built Bars. Isn't that incredible? Wow, no insects in the ingredients, and yet it's still good and healthy. Huh. Today is a big day where things are going to be decided, and I think these kinds of things are the things that will decide whether we, as a as a conservative voice, a conservative supposedly party, the GOP, wins or loses. You know, we all bitch and moan right around the time of the election. We pay attention then. Today's a big day. Harmeet Dillon is uh, running to take over the reins of the GOP full of common sense and actual uh, plans on what to do to win. She's willing to play hardball, not this not this garbage that we've had from the GOP. And then I saw a Twitter thread from the GOP, the House Caucus in South Carolina. We had earlier this week uh, the, um, the Freedom Caucus members on the uh, program to tell us about a, a secret club where you can't speak out against any member or do any campaigning against any member of the GOP, even if they, even if they suck and are progressive. Well, now that the uh, South Carolina House GOP caucus, they're saying that none of that's true. None of that's true. I'll, I'm going to just ask a few questions and present you with some facts that I don't think they know can be released. I'll inform you in 60 seconds. 
Right now, Relief Factor. Life is often incredibly busy. You don't have time to be held back from living it just because of pain. Most of the pain that we suffer, especially on a regular basis, is caused by inflammation in our joints. And if you've ever had it, you know exactly what I mean. I've been there. I used to have terrible pain all the time. And I mean all the time. If you or somebody you love is dealing with pain, please at least try this. Three-week quick start. It's only $19.95, and you try it for three weeks. 70% of the people who order it go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. Call the number 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. All right, so there's a a Twitter thread from the South uh, Carolina House GOP caucus, and it says, fact check. Don't be misled by the South Carolina Freedom Caucus soundbite of a loyalty oath. There is simply no such oath. Frankly, nothing could be further from the truth. Hmm. Okay. The South Carolina House Republican Caucus recognizes that our members were hired by the people they represent. Each member of our Congress uh, of our caucus works for their constituents in their district. We, like other organizations, have rules of decorum and common sense. Our rules do not demand loyalty. And unlike other caucuses in the House, members of the South Carolina House Republican Caucus have never been asked to give up their voting card to any specific caucus. Okay. Here's here's what. Uh, that last charge was not a charge that I heard on this program. Um, nobody's saying that the House caucus is saying you have to vote the way we tell you to vote. That's not it. There is a loyalty oath, and that loyalty oath is this. You are not allowed to discuss any of the proceedings at all or publish anything that's going on um, that, that might bode well for your other caucus or bode ill for your other caucus members. Well, this should be a very transparent uh, uh, situation. When, when, when we have debates on the floor, you have votes and you have a voting board, you should be able to see it. That's why we have a gallery, but not everybody can go to the gallery. So we, we look to find our news and find our information no longer from media because it's not trusted. I mean, we just saw the ratings. Uh, can you remember those well enough? The, the CNN rate, uh, sorry, the Fox ratings are now in the demo worse than we had when we were at CNN. CNN headline news. Right. Now, they're still way ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. But no one is watching that. No one is watching cable news except the elderly. And I'm I'm out of the demo now. I mean, at 54 years old, you're out of the prime demo that, that is the money demo. There's no one watching it anymore. Any of these networks. Why? Because we don't trust any of the networks. We trust people we trust, people who have gained our trust as individuals. And they post on social media or on their own platforms. The world has changed. That's how we get our news. The, the uh, South Carolina GOP caucus is doing the same thing they tried to do and lost against the Freedom Caucus in Washington, D.C., 
People are tired of this. They're tired of hearing one thing when an election is happening and then watching something entirely different happening. We want complete and total transparency. Quite honestly, I am sick and tired of all the fundraising that goes on in Congress and in the Senate and in our House and Senate and all the little games that are played with the money being held back for some members or not for other members. It makes me sick. You can't get a you can't get a, a seat in a committee unless you've raised a certain amount of money. This is this is pay for play. This is not a republic. All right. So they said that they don't have any kind of secrecy pledge or loyalty pledge is what actually they said. So let me, unfortunately, uh, for them, let me give rule 15 of the pledge that was supposed to be uh, signed by all of the GOP South Carolina caucus. And you tell me, is this a pledge that you can't say things and let people know and campaign against a caucus member in order to encourage and foster candid, open and frank communications and discourse between and among members, all discussions and communications between and among members during any caucus meeting or event shall be strictly confidential and shall not be disclosed or divulged to third parties in any way or method whatsoever. Okay, they're saying if we are going to have a private meeting, it's got to be made private. Okay, I can kind of see that. In furtherance of this strict confidentiality rule, each member shall be required to acknowledge and certify his or her receipt, review, and agreement to adhere, abide by, and comply with the caucus rules specifically, including strict confidentiality. Well, here's my problem with this. My problem is if you've got a bunch of people in there and they're saying one thing behind closed doors and then they're saying another thing, uh, I want to know. I, I agree that there is a standard of we have to be able to debate and talk and, and debate freely with each other in a caucus and say, look, I think this strategy is right or wrong. I think this law should go here or there. And you, in, an, in a way that you can actually make progress, you have to be able to say and think sometimes stupid things or unpopular things. So, I mean, remember, our Constitution was, was written in secret because everybody was against it. Okay? That's no longer anything that should ever happen. However, when you're debating in a caucus, I'm fine with that. With this caveat. If something is being said there that is dangerous to the republic, dangerous to the state, or the opposite of what that caucus or caucus member is is relating to his constituents, you absolutely blow the whistle on them. Absolutely blow the whistle on them. Then the next one, 16. Members shall treat all caucus members in a respectful manner with proper decorum at caucus meetings and events. Fine. No member of the caucus shall engage in campaign activities of any kind on, against any other caucus member in good standing. That's what they were talking about. Now, the GOP uh, South Carolina House Caucus has just come out with their, with their tweets, and they said... No, that's not true. That's not what that says. 
But that is exactly what it says. Exactly what it says. Should I should I read it again? Members shall treat all caucus members in a respectful manner, proper decorum at a caucus meeting and event. Fine. No member of the caucus shall engage in campaign activities of any kind against any other caucus member in good standing. So if this member who is wildly progressive and you're a Freedom Caucus member and you know that guy is a real obstacle to make sure we're living by the Constitution, you can't say or campaign against them in any way now they're saying the south the carolina house caucus they're saying well no we we meant you know you can't make money on it you can't that's not what that says that's not what it says so now south carolina house caucus prove me wrong i'm, I'm more than willing to have you on to defend yourself i i just want the truth i really do um but so far you've lied to me You've lied to the people of South Carolina just in your tweets. Now, maybe I misunderstood them and I I welcome you to come on. But some of us really, truly believe in the Constitution, and that's not to say that you don't. But you know very well that there are many GOP members who are like, look, well, we love the Constitution, but, you know, there's things we got to do. No, never, ever, ever. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this a step further. Um, I, I have to tell you, to me, and this is just me, and this is a very different thought, and the media will take this and go, oh my gosh, he's such a radical. Look, he's tying religion into government. No, 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 no. No, I'm taking our sacred American scripture, and that is exactly how I look at the Bill of Rights and the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, okay? That paragraph that says, we hold these things to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and governments are instituted among men to protect those rights. And when a government becomes hostile to those rights, it is the right and the duty to throw off those chains and find new guardians for those rights who are more likely to protect those rights. Okay, so the whole thing is we believe God gave rights to man, all men, all men, and government is only to stand guard for those rights. And the minute they go awry, we got to get them out of there. Okay. That to me is sacred. I believe in those words because I know where they came from and they come all from the scriptures. That is God's plan. Let everyone succeed or fail on their own merit. They all have, we all have stuff to learn and you learn through success far less than you learn through failure. And you got to treat everybody exactly equal, not for equal outcomes, but according to the content of their character and their work. Then to go further, I find the American scripture of the bill of rights 
I believe that was God inspired. I believe that to be American scripture. This for me to deny these things would be for me to deny Jesus, the New Testament, the the Old Testament. It would be for me to deny my faith. No. And I think our churches need to get on the bandwagon here. Our churches, you know, our churches would not be here if it wasn't for those things. God ordained the, at least the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. Laws we can argue about, rights we cannot. They come from God. If you think there is any other place where Jewish, Muslim, Christian, even Scientology could happen the way it does in America, the way it has, you're mistaken. It doesn't. You can, you can establish a church and have equal standing as a church in this country. That's different. So if, if you really think that God's revealed rights, if you can... If you really think you cannot stand for that, you can reject those things and still be in good fellowship of, I'll speak for my faith, my faith, and I think all faiths. If you think you can reject those things and still be a member in good standing, you're mistaken. You're mistaken or should be. So when we look at when I look at, I'll just say it for me, South Carolina Freedom Caucus. Keep standing. If you are playing games, if you're if you're not on the righteous side, I won't stand with you either. And I won't stand with anyone who is trying who takes those documents less seriously. Than understanding who their author is. I, for one, am sick and tired of this being like the flag. Just kind of, it's just decoration. There are words just behind them. But there's no power or meaning. of Those words are more important than the flag. And we worry about the flag being burned. Stop worrying about the flag being burned. Let's start worrying about the words that are sacred American scripture. That they are actually listened to and adhered to. And to all the GOP, I can't support you. I won't vote for you. I am done playing the game. Done. Show me through your actions that you know what time it is and you know what those words mean and how everything else falls apart unless those words are your compass. We all find the right place to take our stand. We can, uh, you know, we can just wander together in the, or alone in the wilderness and they will pick us off one by one or we can stand together. This is how American America works. That is, you know, that's the idea of uh, the uh, a Native American came to Ben Franklin and put a bunch of arrows together. He had one arrow and he snapped it. He put a bunch of arrows together. This has also happened in Rome. And he put them together and he said, look, when you all stand together, you can't break the arrows. And he put a whole handful of arrows together. 
This is why we have to stand together. Now, we can have arguments among ourselves in the GOP, but we have to know what we stand for and then stand together with those who actually believe that. And there's lots of us, millions of us. Patriot Mobile shares your values. They're one of our arrows in that stack. They take your hard-earned money that you are paying, give you the best price on mobile service, and then they actually take some of their profits and they get involved in your community and they stand up against CRT and this ridiculous gender studies and all of these things. They're in the fight with us. Please, please switch your mobile service to Patriot Mobile. They're on the same cell towers. You're going to get great coverage, great service, and you're going to save money. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 878-PATRIOT. Use the offer code Beck and you'll get free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to uh, our executive producer, Mr. Steve Brigier, otherwise known as Stu. Thank you, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Glad to be here. Mm-hmm. Glad to have you here. Big weekend this weekend. Oh, is it the Eagles? Yes, I'm yeah. very, very uh, excited about it. Did Philadelphia on, how did more on trivia go? More on trivia on Pat Gray Unleashed. We just uh, played it. Philadelphia Eagles victorious. Wow. Yes. Who are, you, who are you playing this weekend? The San Francisco 49ers. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. In fact, I'm not playing anyone. I'm... An out of shape older male, uh, but the uh, very thought, much really in shape younger you were, men will really <laughs> thought you were the guy. <laughs> yeah. Really thought you were the guy. People do say that. They just yeah. say, "Yeah, we're playing this." Uh, you're not playing anybody. Yeah. Okay. Hey, have you been following this uh, stuff with Pfizer? Yeah, a little bit. We talked about it yesterday on the news and why it matters. Okay. Uh, have they come out with a second video of the 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 guy who? If they have, I haven't. Oh. Seen. There was a there was some altercation with uh, <gasps> some Pfizer employee. Yeah, right? wait until you see it. The guy is crazy, <laughs> just crazy. Do we have forty seconds? We can play the first clip. This is what you've probably heard. This is the Pfizer guy who is the director of research and development, strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer. Listen to this. We're exploring like now, you know, how the virus keeps mutating. Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can predictably develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating Viruses. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we're like, do we want to do this? <laughs> so that's like one of the things we're considering. Okay. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, now he says he was lying. Glenn Beck program. We have the rest of the story next. First, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Right now, navigating the housing market seems uh, it seems a little more stable than uh, it has been in a while. I warn you, uh, the wheels are about to come off in in several. Um, of our cities. So if you're looking to buy or, sell, uh, buy or sell a house, especially sell a house, right now is the time that I think you should at least consider uh, selling your house. But you're going to need help. And may I recommend that you seek help from the experts, the people that we have, um, my team has vetted, and I mean vetted, 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 vetted. Just the interview process. Uh, takes several days and like multiple hours. We, I mean, we pop up that hood. We want to make sure that these agents are somebody that relates to you, 
somebody that can sell your house, has a good track record, knows the best practices, you'll find that real estate agent at realestateagentsitrust.com. A free service to you. You just let us know where you're buying and selling. We'll find the agent for you. You interview them. Do your own homework. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You get Pat Gray Unleashed, Stu Does America, Glenn TV, all of it. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. All right, so let me take you back a few days ago. Pfizer is caught, honestly, in a honeypot trap. Uh, somebody from Project Veritas, uh, you know, gets on the radar of this guy who is, uh, his name is Jordan Walker. He is not a nobody. This is, this. let me give you his title. He is the Pfizer Director of Research and Development. Okay. The Director of of research and development. He is uh, strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning. So he's the top of the food chain on this. And he's out on a date. And he's talking to this guy. Now, the guy is not like, oh, really? That is so cool. You can hear him say, but is that a good idea? All right. Listen how flippantly he talks about this and what he is saying. And this is this is only 40 seconds out of 10 minutes that need to be heard. Okay, listen. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can, well, so we can create develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses yeah <laughs> so okay. we're like do we want to do this <laughs> so that's like one of the things we're considering okay like the future like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that okay so pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating covid well that is not what we say to the public no but that's why it was, an, <laughs> it was a thought that came up in a meeting and we were like why why do we not it was like we're going to consider that with more discussions okay that exact reaction right we're like wait a minute like so he's not saying they are doing it he said they are considering it is one of the options okay i believe that 100 percent. if you again are in a meeting and all options are on the table what do we do to fight this somebody would say that why don't we get ahead of it but he's like yeah why don't we i mean we still have to talk about it no 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 we don't mutate viruses to be able to come up with a vaccine that will fight that virus. That's a really bad idea. Stop it. He goes on to talk about monkey testing and how it's done with monkeys and how all of this. Now, this comes out and Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, confronts him like at, I don't know, Starbucks or someplace. Uh, he's at a restaurant and James O'Keefe sits down and starts to ask him questions. What you're about to see is the director of research at one of the most powerful pharmaceutical companies out there um, freaking out, really freaking out. Go ahead, roll it. Hey there. 
Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is, why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses. Is this real life? I'm literally a yeah. liar. What I was trying to impress a person on a date What's your by question? lying. Uh, this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not, by the way, Why don't, are you doing don't this? tell anybody. Who's just working at a company to literally help the public. Stop here. Why are you doing this? You're just talking to a man who is literally just trying to save lives. Okay, no. You might be trying to save lives. Mangala was trying to save lives. I don't know that Mangala oh, was I, trying to save I lives. Understand, I understand that. I'm using extreme to make the point. Right. There are lines that you don't want to cross. Mangala crossed a thousand plus. Okay. Is Pfizer crossing a pretty big line in saying, well, you know, maybe we should mutate it now. If you're also a responsible human being and you knew how much trust you had lost Hmm. and you're a director of Pfizer, you're not out on a date lying about mutating viruses. That shows you have absolutely no idea how your company is being perceived, real or not. And you are just playing into everything that people are already starting to say about you. You should be fired just for that. I think that's true. I mean, I mean he should definitely be fired, even if he, even if his his answer is completely true. I mean, certainly, this is it's going to surprise many women in the audience, but occasionally men do lie on dates yeah, uh, when they're trying to sleep with the person that they're sitting Correct. across from. So it's Correct. it's not entirely. I mean, this what this is valuable for. I think is. It gives us a thread to pull at, right? Yeah. What is really going on? Correct. And this gives us a, a direction. With, by the way, I will point out a Republican House that has investigatory, investigatory, investigatory yes. uh, power, which is right. important, right? Um, so you, this is a way you can, you can something you can look for here. Um, it's possible he's lying. Maybe he was. It's a okay. weird way to kind of sweet talk a date. Hey, we might, we might, we might start another pandemic. Plague. I mean, I don't know. And you heard the date was not like, ooh, tell me more, right? Because I, I and and one thing I will say about this is so hot with the monkey talk with Ver- Project Veritas. They, as far as I know, always eventually release, release the entire thing. And I, I think there's a possibility here that if in another part of the video. He's sounding super skeptical or giving some indication that would lead you to believe maybe his excuse is a little bit more valid. Like he's trying to show that side of it. Could somebody please note, please make note how this show always gives the benefit of the doubt to, I, I to try, everybody. I want to understand. And, and look, I, do, I think your main point there is true. Would you, if you were Pfizer, want this guy working for you, even no. if what he's saying is true? I was just lying on a date to sleep with some dude. But again, not just some guy. Okay. No, yeah, this no. This is I, the high director level of research. Yeah, it's All bad. Right. So now he starts to go a little ballistic. You're going to see somebody absolutely lose their mind. And you tell me if this is reasonable behavior from an officer in Pfizer. Watch. 
You really did. Please read the cops as soon as possible. I feel very unsafe. He said, I'm feeling very unsafe. No, no, don't let them And he's asking him to lock the doors. He grabs the. He's down on his hands and knees and he's trying to destroy this iPad. Look at it. Okay. Whoa. Who, who this pushed is, him at the end there? Was uh, that I don't know, but it was, you know, obviously it was somebody, a big altercation there. Big the altercation. Yeah. He was trying to grab stuff. He was trying to destroy things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but uh, your iPad usually does not have all of the information (laughs) alone. It's called the cloud. It's called the cloud. (laughs) But uh, that guy is was out of control. And that, you know, there's probably legal questions about what he did in that in that video there. I mean, you know, certainly taking someone else's property and smashing it. Uh, is uh, is a legal issue above and beyond whether you're going to get fired or not. So now his statement is, I'm not even a scientist. Why would anybody take me seriously? I don't know if you've checked your card, director of research. Now, there is some skepticism on that claim. Um, now, Project Veritas has released some documents that indicate that it's true. Some people who are super skeptical on Pfizer and the vaccine are pointing out there's a lot of inconsistencies in this guy's bio. And the question is whether it's actually true that he was that high of a level there. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think that's been determined yet. Then um, it, he, he should be cleaning out his desk yesterday. His degree that, is if, in urology, I believe. I don't know. Which is, you know, again, not necessarily the person you think would be the director of COVID vaccine research. Like it doesn't, it doesn't completely add up. But these are just, again... What's valuable valuable about this is just like, wh- wh- what thread are we pulling at? Where what 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 roads are we going down? If Pfizer's doing this, by the way, and the bigger problem here maybe is that this is not illegal. Remember, the ban on gain of function research was a ban by the Obama administration that stopped public funding for gain of fun- function research. Didn't ban it. Didn't make it illegal. Trump lifted the ban on that funding and then put it back in after COVID happened. But that funding ban is different than saying Pfizer can't just do it. They could just do this. Now, we don't know that they're doing it. We don't know. He kind of says this might happen in the future. Uh, but this is a bigger problem. And we need to any, stop companies from even doing this. If anyone thinks that's not happening, you're 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 living in a dream world. Well, it, it's legal. We know I it's know happening. That. I know that. And that's a huge but problem. But they have denied it with uh, EcoHealth and everything right. else. And EcoHealth, we now know our government was paying for research uh, that EcoHealth was doing in Wuhan, which was uh, the uh, gain-of-function research. We know it now. We know it. There's proof positive of it. Everything we said is true. Now, we had the documents, but nobody paid attention to it a year or a year and a half ago, whenever we did that special on COVID. We had the documents on EcoHealth. Our government is funding it, and we know it. And we also know that more money has gone to EcoHealth since COVID came out from Fauci. So it's going on. This has got to stop. It's got to stop. We are, we are going to wipe humanity out. I, I swear to you, I feel like, you know, the seed vault up in what, Norway or Sweden or right. up at the top of the world. 
I feel like we should just freeze some humans and put them in the seed vault because of all the things that we're doing, man. Uh, it's well, not I, good. Can I pick the humans? <laughs> can I be in? <laughs> just freeze me, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Our sponsor this half hour is Preborn. An unborn baby lacks the ability to talk. That doesn't mean that he or she doesn't have a voice. That voice speaks loudly. That voice is the heartbeat. That voice is the life growing inside, Mom. The Ministry of Preborn is saving 150 babies a day, every day, from the scourge of abortion. They need your help to keep fighting the fight. There are states out there proposing legislation to allow abortions even after birth. It is getting, it's so evil. It is just so evil. Pick a side, take a stand, and do something. Be heard. Don't be one of the, don't be one of the Americans like there were in the 1800s that really firmly believed that slavery was was wrong, but didn't do anything about it. Take a stand. Preborn provides free ultrasounds to moms considering an abortion. Once a mom hears that heartbeat, the majority of the time, she chooses life. Now, Preborn is completely dependent on you, the pro-life community. You and I, we need to do everything we can to help them. For $28, the cost of a dinner, you can rescue a baby's life. Would you be willing to do $28 a month? You can rescue a baby's life uh, or five baby ultrasounds for $140. 100% of your donation goes towards saving babies. The goal this year for us is to save 80,000 babies. This audience can do that. Will you help? Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, it is really important. You are you are a group that is in the know, um, and you need to guard your credibility. Uh, and and that means correct yourself when you're wrong. Don't uh, you know stand on things that you know, but be always be open for new information um, because you you have to be searching the truth always. And people have to recognize that, that you are a considered individual that is well-informed and is telling people the truth and apologizing and correcting it when you have it wrong. You are an informed community. This audience is really, really well-informed. And we've tried for years to plant the seeds of all of this stuff, telling you what was coming. I started telling you, gosh, in really in 1995 about what was coming with technology, but you are now beginning to see. And I think I said in 2016 or 2018 that the early twenties and then by 2025, you're going to see massive disruption in jobs and it's going to affect everybody. And this is why I said the basic universal income was wrong, but we need to consider a way to, to uh, pay people because they're not going to have jobs and there's no retraining 
um, that will happen. You're now seeing with AI white collar jobs that are going to be gone forever. Programming, programmers jobs. It's going to be able to write itself. Already you can do music. You can do art. Uh, Chat GP. What is it? Chat GPT. Mm -hmm. That's already out it's in the infancy and already there are people using chat gp uh, gpt in media these jobs my job could go away easily because i could be replaced with a with a auto you know a, a um, audio copy and video copy of me they would never gain weight uh, <laughs> and uh, and it w- could have the speech generated by AI, too. And you in time will not know the difference. This is why this is why it's so dangerous for our kids to not have interpersonal relationships, because if you think you don't trust things now, wait three years, you won't trust anything remember i said to you Stu, in 98 there's going to come a time you won't believe your eyes well we are already kind of there but you haven't seen anything yet please stay informed stay aware and guard your personal relationships and personal um, uh, credibility it is vital for survival in the future know how you feel like the whole forest is on fire and you're in the middle of it and you're like oh, i don't know what's happening here the whole forest is on fire but there's really only one arson one arsonist uh and when you understand that your not only panic goes down but also you know wait a minute i know how to fix it so I'm going to give you a couple of stories. I'm going to give you the one on the gas stoves, uh, you know. Oh, we're banning them. No, we're not. We're definitely not going to do it. Wait until you hear the update on this one. Um, Pfizer and what Project Veritas released. Uh, and nobody is paying attention to one thing that he said. It's very, very important. And then what the Biden administration uh, did with AI and AI made for war. Turned it on us, the American people. Then I'm going to show you, oh, we know what this is. We know what it is. And here's the way to fix it. We'll do that. In 60 seconds, we begin. Amazing news. You're just uh, a tiny bit, just uh, if you're a tiny bit uh, tired 
uh, and you're not getting good sleep, all you are a mouse click away from the best night's sleep ever. I've talked about my pillow for years now, the amazing my pillow I sleep on every night, and uh, also the Dream Sheets. They're fantastic. The Giza Dream Sheets are now at their lowest price ever. They're coming in as low as $29.98. Just use the promo code BECK. The sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza cotton, ultra soft, breathable, but also durable. MyPillow makes a product that comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love it, and you're going to sleep better. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special squares. Check out the uh, sale on the Giza Dream Sheets, and when you click on the square, you're also going to find deals on other MyPillow products. Make sure you use the enter co- the uh, you enter the promo code BECK um, because that will get you to all of the sales. 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Limited time only specials. MyPillow.com. All right, let me start with the Pfizer story. All right, if you don't know what the Pfizer story is, we have a guy who appears to be the director of research for Pfizer, kind of a high-ranking guy, on a date uh, with another guy who was an undercover uh, reporter for Project Veritas, and he just starts spilling his guts about all the things that they're doing in Pfizer. And he said, you know, don't tell anyone, promise you won't tell anyone. But uh, the way we do it, this experiment, the way it would work is we would put the virus in monkeys and we successfully uh, then we successively cause them to keep infecting each other. And then we collect serial samples from them and then we come up with the vaccine. Okay, this is the way America has always done it. When we look at biological weapons, we make the weapons and make the vaccine okay we want curable biological weapons if you are if you're against biological weapons which i am that's totally fine i understand but we've been doing this as the united states government for a very long time since the 1930s and 40s so now are you comfortable with pfizer doing this i'm not i'm not He said, you know, we have to be very controlled to make sure that this virus, which could mutate, doesn't create something that just goes everywhere. I know I've read The Stand by Stephen King. Um, You're not you're not supposed to do gain of function research with viruses regularly, but we can do these kinds of things, the structure mutations that make them more potent. Then he says that there is a relationship between Pfizer and the government regulators as a revolving door. He said that's pretty good for the industry, not necessarily so great for the average American, because if the regulators who review our drugs, you know uh, that once they stop being a regulator, they want to go to work for our company or another company. They're not going to be as harsh on the company where they were getting their job. Okay, that's fascinating to know. You know, and I know that there is a public private partnership with drug and pharmaceutical companies and the United States government. It is well documented. We know that this public-private partnership is protecting Pfizer and others like them during COVID, and millions of dollars are going into these drugs from you. All right. Let me give you the next story. The next story uh, uh, started a few weeks ago, and it seemingly was over, 
by the end of the week, and it was the war over gas stoves. And it started with Richard Trumpka Jr. Richard Trumpka uh, is somebody that was part of the Obama administration. He was he's I'm not a fan of his. Let's just put it that way. Um, And he came out innocently enough on uh, television and he said, you know, we just got a new study in and it shows the gas stoves are dangerous. And uh, so we're looking right now for public comment on whether or not we should regulate gas stoves because we looks like we should get rid of them. Okay, that's that's the most charitable way I can describe what he said. Um, I have my own theories on what he actually said and what he actually meant, but let's just leave it at the charitable. Then the press went nuts because people started standing up and going, nobody's coming for my gas stove. And so they made it into a conspiracy theory. Well, wait a minute. You asked for public comment. I think the public comment was very clear. You're not coming for my gas stove. You're not stopping natural gas in my home. You're not stopping natural gas heat because that's the most efficient and the cleanest and also the cheapest way to heat my home. So the press said, this is just a conspiracy theory. Now the Washington Post today comes out and talks about poor Richard Trumpka. He just loves children. And all he was trying to do was make sure that our children are safe. And he, you know, he gets this, this, um, this peer-reviewed study out. And he's looking at it, he's like, hey, this this is going to save children's lives. Mm-hmm, sure it is. And so in the article today in the Washington Post, he says, look, I, I you know, I, I wasn't talking about banning things tomorrow. Even if we do ban it, it'll take at least a year or so. Oh, OK, OK. So it wasn't an immediate ban. It was something that would come in a couple of years, maybe. Oh, well, that doesn't sound like a conspiracy theory at all. Now, they based all of that on scientific research done with uh, climate warming money to give the government an answer on natural gas. Okay, so this is all climate warming money. And uh, I believe the study included government money, but we know for sure this is a climate, uh, uh, you know, uh, extremist study. Okay, let me give you one more story and then I'm going to tie them all together. Biden administration and big tech adapts military grade A.I., to silence Americans worried about vaccine side effects. We have military-grade AI that is we use in foreign countries where we're fighting to be able to gather intelligence and gather intelligence and see who's starting things, who's dangerous, who's not, what's misinformation, what's not, how can we manipulate that? All done with AI. Well, the Biden administration, through the National Science Foundation, that's really important to remember, the National Science Foundation poured millions of taxpayer dollars into the form of grants to universities and private firms 
so they could develop censorship tools. Then they took those censorship tools and turned them against citizens in the United States. What's happening here? Pfizer. COVID. Misinformation. Uh, the, uh, the COVID emergency. ESG. All of these things. If you remember, ESG was a conspiracy theory until it was a conspiracy fact. These things ha- keep happening over and over and over and over again. And it appears that AI is helping paint those people who are telling you sometimes the truth into conspiracy theorists. Hmm. So what do all of these have in common? The year 1959. I'll explain and you will understand exactly what is happening right now and exactly how to fix it. 60 seconds. People who haven't suffered from frequent nor agonizing pain in their lives, they really don't understand what it is like. When you get up every morning, you're like, I can't, I can't do it another day. I just want to go back to bed. I got to get this stuff done. And then I just got to go back to bed. It is horrible, horrible. All right. So how can you get out of pain? If you were like me, um, when I was in just horrible pain for about five or six years, uh, I was ready to give up. And I had tried everything. And when you try everything and you've gone to all the great doctors and they can not give you any relief that doesn't zone you out, you dismiss things like relief factor. And that's exactly what I did. Look, no, you don't understand. My pain is really bad. And this little, you know, uh, all natural uh, inflammation reducers not going to help. And I'm telling you, I was shocked by how much it worked. And that's usually what people say. They've been living with pain for a long time. They take it and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this works. Three week quick start. Try it for three weeks. If it's not working within three weeks, it's not going to work. Uh, try it for 1995. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and about 70 percent of them go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. 800, the number four relief. 800 for relief. Relieffactor.com. Go there now and feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. There is something that you know one phrase from, but it was used to make people into conspiracy theorists. You know that one phrase as a mark of a conspiracy theorist, which is the exact opposite of why it was stated in the first place. 1959. These words were spoken throughout America's adventure in free government. Our basic purposes have been to keep the peace, to foster progress in human achievement, to enhance liberty, dignity, integrity among people and among other nations. To strive for less would be unworthy of a free and religious people. 
any failure traceable to arrogance or our lack of comprehension or readiness to sacrifice would inflict upon us grievous hurt both at home and abroad. Got that? Unworthy of a free and religious people. And any failure that you can trace back to arrogance, your lack of comprehension, or being ready to sacrifice, it's going to kill us. Crisis will continue to be. In meeting them, whether foreign or domestic, great or small, there is a recurring temptation to feel that some spectacular and costly action could become the miraculous solution to all current problems. A huge increase in newer elements of our defense, development of an unrealistic program to cure every ill in agriculture, a dramatic expansion in basic and applied research, these and many other possibilities, each possibility promising inside itself may suggest and may be suggested as the only way for the road in which we are to travel. Now think of that. Think of what's being suggested. Suggested Because of global warming, only the ESG ideas are acceptable. We are taking farms away from farmers all over the world. We are telling them they can no longer use fertilizer, which has fed the world and stopped starvation. You can no longer, and it's not all of us, it's the elites, and it's based on follow the science. But each proposal has to be weighed in the light of broader considerations. The need, the need to maintain balance in and among national programs, balance between private and the public economy, balance between cost and hope for advantage, Balance between clearly necessary and the comfortably desirable. Balance between our essential requirements as a nation and the duties imposed by the nation upon the individual. Balance between action of the moment and the national welfare of the future. Good judgment always seeks balance and progress. Lack of it eventually finds imbalance and grave frustration. Got it? So if we don't balance... Hmm, let's see, the needs of the many with the needs of the one. We're going to have an imbalance and it's going to be bad when we concentrate only on the individual. Things can get bad. But we know for sure if we balance, uh, we lose all balance and we focus only on the good of the collective. History has shown us it always turns into a nightmare. So we have to find that balance between the two and lean towards the individual, but not forget the collective. He says, now, a vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Peace through strength. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime or indeed to the fighting men and women of World War II or Korea. Why? What does that mean? We didn't have a standing army. The army disbanded. There was a war. We'd call people up. They joined the army, the military. 
there was no complex. Then World War One happened and we kept an army going. Then World War Two, we had to because of nuclear weapons. Our military organization today built, bears little resemblance to that known by any of my predecessors in peacetime. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. We would we would move our factories like GM and have them make planes and tanks. We didn't have companies that were constantly building these things. He said um, we had an industry that with time and as required could make swords as well as plowshares. But now we can no longer risk the emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security more than the net income of all United States corporations. This was 1959. This conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experiment. The total influence, economic, political, and even spiritual will be felt in every city, state house, every office of the federal government. And we recognize the imperative need for this development yet. We must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, our resources, our livelihood, our spirits are all involved. And so is the very structure of our society. Now, what does that mean? The very structure of our society, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, because we have to protect. You got to stand guard on those Bill of Rights because the government will start to say, but we're going to take that one away because uh, we got to protect you. And unless you're on guard, you'll give it to them and they'll never give it back. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought. By the military-industrial complex, the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. The military-industrial complex, he's warning, this is Eisenhower, five-star general, warning that there is a military-industrial complex. That phrase was used to discredit anybody who was saying, wait a minute, military-industrial complex, we need to question it, they'd immediately say, you're a conspiracy theorist to stop people from talking about whatever was trying to be exposed and exposed the way Dwight Eisenhower said, you as an American need to expose it. There's more in just a sec. The Glenn Beck Program. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think we all care. We should care where our food comes from right um we care about where our clothes are made i strangely have apple products but i care that they're made by slaves this is such a uh, such a problem uh, i care that they're made by slaves in china but i still for some reason buy them here's the thing 
meat, American meat and chicken. 80% of it is not American. That is insane. Even if it has the little flag sticker, product of USA, that is a lie. That is a, that is a regulatory trick that they found to get away. We've got to save our farmers and our ranchers right now. The way to do it is goodranchers.com. I think this is the best. And they're offering over two pounds of chicken free in every box for a year when you subscribe to buy your meat at Good Ranchers. So you're going to get $20 off your first box. Use the promo code Glenn and subscribe today at Good Ranchers. You're going to start getting two pounds of chicken free in every box and your price will not go up. GoodRanchers.com. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining us in about an hour from now. In case you tuned in to grab Bill, uh, he'll be giving us his uh, scope of the news here uh, in an hour exactly from now. You don't want to miss it. Now, I'm going over the problems of the world that we're all dealing with. We think that they're all unrelated, but they're not. They all come down to one thing. And the one thing they all have in common is a speech given by President Eisenhower in 1959, which was turned around. Most of us only know one phrase from it, the military industrial complex. And that was made to um, have people who were saying, hey, wait a minute, big government and big war they're in bed together and they're all profiting. And maybe some of these wars we shouldn't be fighting, but it's all because of money. The military industrial complex, the private public partnership between the government and things like uh, Lockheed Martin. You were discredited by saying, oh, it's the military industrial complex, which is what the five star general said. You need to stand on guard about so they made Dwight Eisenhower into a conspiracy theorist think of how thoroughly this has been done brainwash to take the five-star general president who's warning you against the military and making him look like a conspiracy theorist it's incredible but that's not all that he warned about and I want to give you uh, the rest of this this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, spiritual, felt in every city. Um, we must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process. We should take nothing for granted only an alert and knowledgeable citizens can compel the proper meshing of a huge industrial military machine of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. Akin and largely responsible for the sweeping changes in our industrial military posture has been the technological revolution during the recent decades. Now think, this is at a time when IBM was making computers that were that had less power than your phone and they were the size of a of a room. 
And he's warning you that technology is growing and it is going to be growing because of defense. Mainly all of this money will be poured in from the government and you've got to be wary of technological revolution that is happening and the tech, as he says, technological elites. I didn't know what a technological elite was until Apple, until Google. Now you know the names of these people and you see at Amazon how much power they really wield. He says, um, in this revolution, research has become central. So who's paying for that research? It has also become more formalized, peer-reviewed, complex, and costly. A steady increasing share is conducted for or by or at the direction of the federal government. This is really important. A peer review study, the government has just uh, conducted another study and uh, paid for uh, an independent study on how many times have you heard that? He's warning. Be wary of that. Today, he says, the solitary inventor tinkering in his shop has been overshadowed by task forces of scientists in laboratories and testing fields. In the same fashion, the free university, historically the fountainhead of free ideas and scientific discovery, has experienced a revolution in the conduct of research, partly because of the huge costs involved. A government contract becomes virtually a substitute for intellectual curiosity. For every old blackboard, there are now hundreds of new electronic computers paid for by the government. So what is he saying here? He's saying people used to be curious. They used to be in their garage and they tinker around. They'd come up with a discovery. But now everything is going to be so expensive and it's really going to be driven by defense that all of this money will be poured into our universities and into the studies. And they'll start giving you the answers the government wants. They'll direct all of the studies. The prospect of domination of the nation's scholars by federal employment, got it? Project allocations and the power of money is ever present and is gravely to be regarded. Yet in holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy itself could become the captive of a scientific technological elite. Is this not where we are? It is the task of statemanship to mold, to balance, to integrate these and other forces, new and old, within the, within the principles of our democratic system, ever aiming toward the supreme goals of our free society. Another factor in maintaining the balance involves the element of time. As we peer into society's future, we, you and I, our government must avoid the impulse to live only for today, plundering for our own ease and convenience the precious resources of tomorrow. 
We cannot mortgage the material assets of our grandchildren without risking the loss of their political and spiritual heritage. We want a democracy and a republic to survive for all generations to come, not to become the insolvent phantom of tomorrow. He nailed it. If this was a dissertation today, I wouldn't change a word. I wouldn't change a word. Now, let me take you through this here for just a quick second. He's warning, the only warning you ever heard was the military-industrial complex. But he is uh, also warning about a research and scientific um, industrial complex that will be more and more funded by the government. He's warning about the education-industrial complex that will more and more become a public-private partnership and funded by the U.S. government. He then warns of a technological elite and a scientific elite that could actually, in the end, hijack and control the government, which would also control the spending on what we are researching. So let me just take you through a couple of things. Climate control. We've been having this debate for 20 years. What happened? The science is clear. The scientists and the research done by the scientists, many of which are getting their money from government. They have to comply. And it's it's uh, you don't get any money. You just don't get any grants if you're against global warming. So all of that is been here and we all look at it and we say, OK, I believe this. I don't believe this. And I certainly don't believe the answers. But the scientists along with the technology elites, have decided that that opinion is no good. And so they will silence that opinion. Now, how do you get it through Congress? Well, Congress knows they can't get it through. President knows he can't get it through. They've tried. So let's try something called ESG, where just like it happens in the scientific community, where you don't get any grants if you're against what the government wants to hear, you're going to have to get some outside money, and that doesn't compete. They went to the banks, and the government and the banks and insurance companies and everybody else colluded to say, look, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. That's not what the market said. That's not what the people said. Anywhere in the world, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. We're going to get rid of eventually natural gas, and we're going to try this solar stuff on social justice. This is why the government can call you a terrorist if you're against CRT. It's why you won't get your points in ESG because the scientists, the technological elite, and the government are all in a public-private partnership, and they are telling you what you will do. And they know, because this is the way they captured science before science, I think, captured them, it's all about money. So they'll take away your ability for money. This is why we're having the race and the sexuality in the G of ESG, the social justice, the energy in ESG. It's why the Wuhan labs, big farm. We, we have the documentation that shows that private corporations, along with government institutions, colluded 
and lied. We know it. And then they tried through the technological elite to crush you because you were telling the truth and what you believed. Why are we sending tanks to to Ukraine? Do you know how much money it's going to cost to replace all of this for the U.S. military? We're going to spend billions. Did you know that last quarter, um, uh, it wasn't McDonnell Douglas, it was the other one, Lockheed Martin, had a $2 billion profit in one quarter? The education industrial uh, uh, complex, you don't think that the government is controlling with the unions and a public-private partnership everything that is happening? Why would we give government the responsibility of teaching our children? Do you think they're going to raise a bunch of children to be skeptical of their government, to question their government? Of course not. It's why we have the bank bailouts and you didn't get a dime. Because the government needs the banks to fund their things. But they also need the banks to play along with their rules. So they'll protect them so they can keep the money flowing and they can control the banks. We have an industrial complex has replaced our republic. Stop listening to those who say, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. How many times are they going to say that and then prove that it's not a conspiracy theory? It's a conspiracy fact. When you say it, you may not have all of the pieces, and so you're putting one more piece in, and that makes a theory. But then when you have all of the pieces, and they admit it, and they are doing it, and you're seeing it in operation, that's not a conspiracy theory. You're not a conspiracy theorist. You're pointing out facts. And those facts show us that, according to Eisenhower as president, we are going to lose our spiritual, our economic, and our physical liberty. Back in a minute. Getting your identity stolen uh, is easy. Making sure it never happens. I mean, have a good time with that. I'm wondering how that's going to work out for you. It's never a, a pleasant experience to have your identity stolen. And, uh, you know, it's, you don't answer the doorbell and you're like, oh, hi, uh, I was wondering if I could borrow a cup of your identity. That's not the way it happens. It's very, very sophisticated. Uh, one day you'll look into your bank account and what was there is gone. Your credibility, gone. All right, it's important to understand that this is a growing threat and it is getting worse and worse and worse. And it is going to affect all of us. So you need somebody that is watching over. Now, nobody's going to be able to catch everything because it is so sophisticated and is changing so rapidly. But I think the best in the business is LifeLock. They have preventative measures to keep you safe as much as anyone can and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. That's where the rubber meets the road, honestly. Because, I mean, well, we can't watch every I mean, we can't uh, catch everything. Okay, then why am I paying you? Because if we do miss something, we have a team that works to fix it. That's the important part, I think. It's LifeLock. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. 
1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK, save 25%. The Glenn Beck Program. They have closed Splash Mountain. I mean, uh, well, it was racist. The oh, racist well, we waterfall. Why that. not just call it racist waterfall ride? Yeah. Just we hate blacks. Yeah. We we whites only mountain. Yeah. Have you noticed? Did you know? A lot of people don't know this. You know how steep that fall is mm-hmm. when you're in the log ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're going over that waterfall there, there's another one for blacks only, and they all die. Really? Yeah, that's what Disney was doing. I knew it. Yeah, so they got I rid of that. It. Got rid of and that. What is, what's the real reason? It was based on Song of the South. Is that yeah, the, Song of the okay. South? Yeah. I, if, they've even no taken, one knows about that. By the way, even you're taken, on the ride and you're just going down in water. That's what you're thinking about, right? They've even taken the bum 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 and erased it from all Disney tracks. That used to be when you walked into Main Street, that's the first thing you heard. Zippity doo da, zippity a, my oh my, what a wonderful day, plenty of sunshine. That's gone because it's so racist. It's gone. It's crazy. It's really incredible. It uh, is. Just absolutely erasing our history, our, our culture. All of it. Intentionally. And, and like, look, I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, uh, defend every entertainment decision made in the 1930s. Like, there's a lot of that was wrong. But, like, we should know about it. We should say this was the problem. We corrected it this way. That's a healthy way of society Oh, and changes. then you're just going to sing about Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder? That's got nothing to do with oh racism. Oh, my gosh. Of course it does. Bluebirds? Mm. Why not a blackbird? <sighs> Such Great a point. racist. Great point. By the way, people are now selling the water from Splash Mountain as, uh, as an antiquity. The Glenn Beck Program. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, I'm so excited. The Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi vest camera tapes come out today. And just when everybody's paying attention, you know, Friday around three o'clock Eastern, like that's going to be, everybody's going to be talking about that tonight. Uh, uh, so that comes out. Can't wait to see that. Also, uh, we have some some interesting new research about pedophiles. Apparently, we're all sexually attracted to one degree or another to children. Now, I didn't know that myself. Uh, but hey, follow the science. Follow the science. 
Oh, and the National Archives uh, has come out and said they're just gonna they're just gonna ask all the ex presidents and vice presidents. Just hey, can you just look around see if you have any top secret papers and can you return them to us? So we've gone from helicopter SWAT team going in to bust down a secure door to get a box of stuff everybody knew and admitted was there to, yeah, can you guys just look around in your house and see if you have anything? I mean, if it says top secret, I don't know, maybe consider calling us. Unbelievable. All this and Bill O'Reilly at the bottom of the hour in 60 seconds. All right. Imagine everything in your wallet right now, all of a sudden, worth absolutely nothing. All of your cash, your credit cards, everything worthless. What are you going to do? How are you going to buy food? How will you get gas in your car? <laughs> like there's going to be gas. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? There's a thousand what ifs surrounding that moment. And you shouldn't take any of them lightly because they are now clearly possible and probable. We are looking at a change in our currency. I think we're going to start seeing the the uh, Fed coin as early as this year. But we're going to get rid of the dollar. The petrodollar is now officially over. You haven't really seen that anywhere, have you? Saudi Arabia is like, you don't need to buy it in U.S. dollars. That is earth shattering. But you haven't felt it yet, but you will. Please call Goldline and find out if gold or silver is right for you. I mean, silver is something that you could have, you could buy cheaply, and it will still, it will hold its value. In fact, it will go up in value if if these things come to pass. Call Goldline now. They're waiting for your call at 866-GOLDLINE. I'm not asking you to buy anything. I'm asking you to start your homework. Do your homework. Find out if this is right for you. Stop delaying. 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. They have a special on their gold legal tender bar cars this week. Everyone purchased, you're going to receive 25 of the silver. Mind your business bars, no additional cost. 866-GOLDLINE. So a psychologist at the University of Montreal presented the findings related to research on pedophiles. The lecture titled Pedophilia recent and emerging research oh now i know i want the latest research from academia on pedophilia don't you Stu? Mm. it was uh, given uh in march by ian mcfall or mcphail what a great what a, i thought that was an l are you sure this is a real story mcphail. ian mcphail Ill, even ian mcphail who is described on the university website as a registered psychologist who is currently a postdoctoral fellow, McPhail. <laughs> Come on. I know. Isn't that it, may, it makes the story so good. I know it does. He said there are three uh, levels of sexual attraction among the population. Okay. Three levels. Three We've levels. got the three. What are they? Now, be careful. You're going to want to say, oh, I'm that one. Mm-hmm. But be careful. Okay. okay? <laughs> Don't jump. Don't jump. Too early. There's the non-pedophile. The people who claim to have no interest sexually in children. Wow. Right? And you would say, well, that's me. (laughs) Right? Right? Okay, but no, no, no. No, no, wait. Wait to hear all your options. There is also the non-preferential pedophile. Okay. The people who have roughly 
equal sexual interest uh, right. in children <laughs> and adults. So, you know, you go to a bar. There's uh there's a 24-year-old woman and a 13-year-old, whichever one seems to float your boat right. that particular day. Okay. Which one do you connect with? That does with? not make you a pedophile. No. That makes you a non-preferential pedophile. pedophile. Exactly. And this psychologist wanted people to know that uh most people have some level of sexual interest in children. Okay, great. Great, great for them to let us know that. Now mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that. But you're not jumping too early. You're no, going to hear no, all no. your options, right? Here's the other. Okay. Preferential pedophiles. People who have just much more interest in children versus adults. Much more. Much more. So okay. potentially some interest still in adults. Yeah, but there's only category. three categories uh, of people. Okay? <laughs> really? Yeah. Non-pedophiles. People who have no sexual interest in children. Mm-hmm. They claim, but everybody really has some level of sexual interest. That's in, what he claims. That's what he says. Yeah. And what are you? Are I you saying that this science here. brand mm-hmm. new scientific research <laughs> might be skewed or inaccurate? Surpri- You're going to be surprised to hear that's exactly what I'm saying. Huh. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not going to waste my time then with you. Okay, why should good. I? Why should I waste my time? By the way, let's go to Washington State. Um, Washington State has. Um, has just decided that they are releasing level three sex offenders from McNeil Island. Now, Mm. according to the federal government, these are the worst of the worst. These are the pedophiles and the violent rapists and everything else. Uh, And they're, but they, I mean, we're talking Washington state. Okay. We are not talking crazy people. You know, they know, they know releasing all of these violent and and you know worst of the worst inmates from you know sex pedophilia island or whatever it's called they can't just do that uh to keep everybody safe they are going to resettle them into residential neighborhoods and halfway homes Great. Isn't that great. That's great. That's great. Guys, I'd yeah. be worried if they put it in a more urban environment. But if <laughs> right. it's going into residential areas, right. I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? So I think that's fantastic. How close can we get them to schools? Can we get oh, them? Oh, I think we, well, look at the latest headlines. I think we can get them into the front of the classrooms uh, if we try really, really hard. Here's another uh, story I found interesting. After temporarily dying, you've got my interest. After temporarily dying. There's in, been some big stories about that in the past. Right. I remember some books written about this exact topic. One in particular. Yeah. 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 After temporarily dying, he rose from the dead. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. <laughs> uh, in 2016, Gerald Johnson said he was lifted up out of hell and I came back to earth. Mm. Now, he's a priest. Now, I want you to hear this story. Whether you believe it or not is up to you. But I want you to hear what he said. He said he died in 2016 after a heart attack, and he visited hell before he came back to life. My spirit left my physical body, he explained. I thought I was going upward because I thought I had done so much good in this lifetime and helped so many people, and I made so many decisions that were godly decisions. But as opposed to me going up, I went down. I went literally into the center of the earth, and that's where hell is. Now, I don't know. We don't have new research on that, Um, but I'm not sure if it's in the center of the earth. But anyway, Mm -hmm. explaining what he saw in hell, Johnson said he wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. 
Okay, that's a probably a yeah. Okay, the things that I saw there were indescribable, and it makes me emotional every time I talk about it. He described seeing a man walking on all fours like a dog and getting burned from the head to toe. His eyes were bulging, and worse than that, he was wearing chains on his neck. He was like a hellhound. There was a demon holding the chains. Now, I'm not sure if that's hell or San Francisco. It could very easily be. Like telepathic communication, I knew the demon was sent in this man's life to ride him from childhood to death. Uh, He went on to recall how songs also played a role. Rihanna's umbrella was playing in hell. (laughs) That I totally believe. Totally believe. That I now completely believe this guy. But wait a minute. Hang on. There's, There's more. He also said another song was being played by demons to torture the humans sent to hell on a never-ending loop and it, it was Bobby McFerrin's don't worry <laughs> be happy wow he said that blew me away we went through blew that blew me away when both of those songs came out we all went through literal we hell did. we that did cuz that was exactly yes. what was happening here yes yes constant ella 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 <laughs> eh, eh, eh. Oh. Like, uh, you know uh, we all got she it. wants you like is to have another baby. Uh, he's a base. It was there. I got it. I got it. I got it. I I believe him. I believe him. Uh, uh, that's a factual. That's got to be a factual account of, of hell. We should talk to him. Yeah? Yeah, I think I'd, I'd like to hear him. I'd like to hear him talk about that. You don't think so? No, I think it would be fascinating. Yeah, I think it would be so. fascinating. I, I, don't, I don't know if I, you know believe the Rihanna thing, but maybe, I mean, he did say it was to torture people, uh, to, uh, to show that they spent their whole life, um, uh, focused on something other than good and evil and God. Uh, they were focused instead so on umbrellas. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. I don't know how God works, but, uh, but I think Satan would work this way, you know? Through Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> Through Bobby McFerrin. So, there you go. Uh, I don't know if you heard the audio of a new judge that the Biden administration has put up. Mm. Uh, and um, Very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. I want you to listen to this exchange in the, um, in the hearing yesterday. Judge, on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what article... Five of the Constitution does. Article five is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article two? Mm. Neither is Article two. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what purposivism is? Um, In my 12 years as an assistant attorney general and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. Mm. Um, We are the highest trial court in Washington state, so I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with. And I thoroughly review the law, Mm. our research, and apply the law to the facts presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it if you're confirmed. Okay. I can assure you I, that. May I just point out that I'm a little uncomfortable, and call me old-fashioned, but I'm a little uncomfortable with somebody who's a judge 
who doesn't know the Constitution. However, you shouldn't be because the Constitution is no longer taught in lawyer school. They don't teach the Constitution. That's not part of your... your uh, what? what? Isn't that the basis of what you're doing? Aren't you, don't you need to know the Constitution? No, you need to know all of the arguments that say that that is an old dusty document. You need mm. to know all the new stuff. You don't need to know the Constitution. Dusty okay. old document yeah. when we have this uh, one that's alive right in front <laughs> yeah, exactly of us that right. changes however we want it to change. Yeah. You know, if you missed any part of the program today, go back and listen to the whole podcast. You can get it uh, you know, on Apple or iTunes or wherever you get your uh, wherever you get your podcast. You'll be able to get it here shortly after the program. Um, but listen to it because the first half hour of the podcast, I uh, make a case that I don't, I don't know. Have you ever heard anybody make the case that I made on the Constitution and Declaration of Independence? On how, I think only you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on how important it is and how we should start viewing uh, our battle. It was, it, got, it was kind of a spinoff on something that I uh, comments that I had to make to the uh, South Carolina GOP in the House that uh, seemed to be spreading misinformation. But I'm open to hearing their side of it. But that's all on today's podcast. Uh Right now, if you uh, have a hard time getting sleep, uh, I have a hard time falling asleep. Uh, usually I don't wake up once I sleep, uh, go to sleep, but I, I have a hard time falling asleep. I uh, can't get my mind to slow down. And there were times like last night where I just wanted to sleep, wanted to sleep. I came home tired. And when I was, uh, you know, it was time for bed, 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh, God, I just got to get to sleep. And I sat and tossed and turned until I realized, what are you doing, stupid? There is something called sleep from Relief Factor. And the Relief Sleep formula does not, it's not a drug. It's not like an, even an antihistamine. It doesn't have any of those properties. It just, I don't know how, naturally helps you fall asleep and have a good deep sleep. You don't feel it in the morning because it's completely natural. Unleash the power of great sleep. Call the number 800, the number 4, relief. 800, the number 4, relief. That's relief factor, but it's uh, it's sleep recipe. Relief sleep. Relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, I want to uh, give you a clip of what is posted now, uh, was posted yesterday uh, at Blaze TV and will be up for my Saturday podcast. It's Neil Oliver. If you don't know who Neil Oliver is, uh, he was a he's a very famous um, uh, commentator on TV or or I don't know what they call presenter on TV in the UK. And he did all kinds of documentaries for the BBC on history. And he's an archaeologist. And he's had a radical change. Um, he used to trust the government and then COVID happened and he doesn't trust them at all. And he started looking into the World Economic Forum and everything else. Now he's called crazy. He was really well respected until he took on COVID. And I talked to him about, um, you know, freedom and the World Economic Forum 
uh, and uh, the uh, the history of America as it relates to Scotland. And he taught me something about the pursuit of happiness I'd never heard. Listen to this clip. You mentioned uh, the, the impact that Scots had had in North America. And obviously I would echo that. I'm very aware of, of, a, of a man, a character, uh, Francis Hutchison, who in the latter part of the 18th century, so the 1700s, 1770s something, he held the chair. He was the professor of moral philosophy at Glasgow University. And he, he taught, he preached almost, that rather than being manna from heaven, f- falling randomly onto the, onto the heads of the blessed, happiness, happiness was something that ought to be worked for. And he, furthermore, he suggested that to make yourself happy, the best way to do that was to work with all of the strength of your body and spirit to improve the lot and the lives of others. Yes. And that the collateral benefit thereby would be your happiness. You would make yourself happy almost by accident. Correct. By making other people's lives better. Now, one of the people that he that picked up that lesson in his classrooms was John Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. John Witherspoon was eventually invited to be the second president of what became Princeton University. Mm-hmm. He, he became the second president. He's also, of course, a signatory of the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. And there's good reason for speculating that the very idea of life, uh, life, love, and the pursuit, and the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of happiness, might be an echo of Witherspoon. That happiness was to be earnestly pursued it wasn't a gift it didn't just happen to lucky people it was the obligation the responsibility of each one of us to pursue with all the fiber in our beings happiness and by that pursuit we would make the people around us the communities the families we would make those people happier as well so there's something fundamental and profound that came out of the the Enlightenment, the Scottish Enlightenment, that, that went around the world, and there's there's, there's certainly good reason for thinking mm-hmm. it certainly had an influence on that on that um, on that gathering. That, right. that was- so you can listen to the whole. He's fascinating. He's a fascinating guy. Um, but I I found I'd never heard that before, and I know Witherspoon, uh, and I know the role he played. But the idea of the pursuit of happiness is really that goes hand in hand with uh, moral sentiments and the wealth of nations. You know, people know the wealth of nations, which is the, the understanding of capitalism. But moral sentiments says, if you're not pursuing to better your uh, fellow man, it will, the invisible hand of the market will come up and choke you, which is basically what we're having now. And so he was arguing that you have to have a religious and moral people. Same thing that George Washington later said in his farewell address. If you're going to have capitalism, you have to have a religious and moral people. That makes sense with the pursuit of happiness. That happiness comes. Freedom comes. Happiness comes. uh, Wealth comes when you are honestly seeking to help other people. And in it, if you tie that into the capitalist system and you are doing it to serve other people, it works. It's our pursuit of happiness. My work helps me uh, find joy because what I'm doing is connecting with others and making their life better.
That's true for me. I think that is a profound thought. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're uh, if you're like everybody else, you probably like to just get into your car always and not have to worry about starting the engine and it not starting or having something go wrong with it while you're you know on the road. Unfortunately, your car may have other plans in mind, and when that happens, especially after your warranty is expired, uh, you're going to be on the hook for thousands of dollars. Car Shield offers affordable plans to fit every budget, and they're gonna uh, they're gonna want to. Uh, uh, you're going to want to have them d- design a um, uh, a affordable plan for you and with you because costly repairs are gum- coming. If you don't have a warranty, they're coming and they have saved me a buttload of money and they can do the same for you. I want you to call CarShield, save 20 percent on your plan. You'll always be prepared for the unexpected. You'll be able to keep your budget in line without these big surprises that cripple us. Call 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100, or go to carshield.com slash Beck, 800-227-6100, carshield.com slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Bill O'Reilly, coming up next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Mr. Bill O'Reilly joining us, giving us uh, the biggest stories of the week. Bill, I loved your article on the Biden derangement syndrome uh, that you're saying you're going through. I love this. Uh, I feel like that French police supervisor in the Pink Panther movies, Peter Sellers playing Inspector Clouseau, slowly drives the guy insane with his incompetence every time I see (laughs) Joe Biden. Uh, I have to tell you, I, that was, uh, what was it, uh, Chief Inspector, what was his name? Uh, but you're exactly uh, right. I feel exactly the same way. The actor who played him was Herbert Lom, L-O-M. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget his name in the movie, but, yeah. you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, Beck, to be fair. Dreyfus. Um, because that's what I do, yeah. and um, if I have Biden derangement syndrome, um, BDS, <laughs> then what happens is that no matter what the issue, you try to spin it negative against Biden to bolster your opinion that he's no good. Okay, so wait a minute. Be- that is a derange- derangement syndrome. But I have to tell you, um, you know, people could have said I had Trump derangement syndrome at the beginning. But I said, no, no, no. If he gets into office and he does the things that he says he's going to do, then I'll be for him and not blindly for him. There were still things that he did that I disagreed with. Uh, bump stocks was one of them. And that that's a big one. We're paying for that now, even today. Um, so to be able to say, I really don't like this guy, but this guy did this right. The problem is Biden has a track record of exactly zero when it comes to things that are helpful for America. The only thing that he's been able to do, actually, is two things, um, is keep the economy at least expanding in the gross national product. But that's all wiped out 
by the incredible inflation that is hurting Americans. The other thing is, I, I, I don't think he's handled Ukraine badly. I think Putin's on the ropes, and that's obviously what we, this is all about. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. It's wait, not wait. about Zelensky or anything like that. It's about getting Putin out of there. So and I am I, I, I'm glad you brought this up because one of the biggest stories of the week is the tank exchange, yes. which I think is one of the worst things that we could do. That's horrible. See, I disagree with you. Oof. Uh, I know, Beck. Right. Um, I, I'm, um, I'm anxious to hear your, your thinking. I wouldn't on it. give Ukraine planes. Okay, I wouldn't give them fighter jets because then they could possibly use them to bomb Russian territory, which then would change the Russians' people perception of Putin. They don't like Putin now. Putin's on the ropes. He's on the skids. Uh, more than 100,000 Russians dead, a universal draft that nobody wants. This guy is going to go out, I think, this year. And that's what this is all about. It's not about really Ukraine. It's about destroying Putin. I know, but and that is but but giving them offensive weapons. Do we happen to have the cut from what I think it was yesterday that we played the flashback of Biden saying just less than a year ago uh, that this this would wean World War Three? Listen to this. The idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains, and trains uh, going in with. American pilots and American crews, just understand, and don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War Three. Okay. okay, so we didn't, we're not giving the, the pilots, if you will, of these tanks, they're not Americans, but no. we, are, we are sending all of our uh, American military experts to teach them, well, I mean, it's such a fine line. All right, but, but Beck, there's no downside to the United States right now, and it weakens Putin's um, ability to launch a spring offensive. See, these these tanks aren't going to be used by the Ukrainians in an offensive capacity. Oh, you, they don't you have watch the supply this, lines, Beck. This, I know, that that's one they of the big... They don't have the supply lines to do it. That is so a, they'll, they'll stack the tanks up along with the... Uh, Leopards from Germany and the old Polish tanks that they're going to bring in to defend to defend a territory that they don't want to lose. They're not going to roll into Stalingrad, and this is the uh, no. But do you think do you way, think that they will ro uh, roll into uh, Crimea? No, I don't think so. Because okay. again, what Zelensky's trying to do is just wear down. Putin and the Russians so that they withdraw. The only thing propping Russia up there now is the Wagner Group. Do you know the Wagner Group? I do know the Wagner Group. Okay, so they're mercenaries, and 40, they have 50,000 soldiers really bad. in Ukraine. 40,000 of them are convicts that they grabbed out of jail that Putin released to right. fight for them. Okay, the Russian army can't do anything. They're they're getting their butt kicked every time they put their heads up. That that Wagner group is not going to be able to last. So, look, this is a, a chess game at the highest level. But I tell people, you've got to get rid of Putin because Putin is out of his blanket mind. He's not reasonable. He could do anything. And people go, oh, what about the nukes? What about the nukes? He can't launch nukes without the cooperation of the Russian military. Okay, okay? so, so um, let's, let me switch topics here to Ron Klain. Sure. He's out as Biden's chief of staff and the new guy coming in. Your thoughts on this? 
Okay, so what this is all about is a power struggle between Susan Rice, the top economic advisor to Biden, who's best friends with the Obamas, and Ron Klain. And Susan Rice won. That's what this is all about. Hasn't been reported anywhere, anything like that. Klain doesn't really care because he sees that this is a disaster and he wants to make some money on the lecture circuit. Okay, so he'll go out and make a few million dollars running around in Democratic groups and, and telling everybody how great Biden is and how great he is. But he's only got a short window to do that because Biden's not going to run for president in 24 and things are going to get worse in America this year in 23. There's going to be big, big layoffs all over the place. I don't know if there's going to be a recession per se, but it's not going to improve because Biden doesn't know what he's doing. Now, the biggest story this week to me was Biden and Jean-Pierre going out to say the Republican Party wants to destroy Social Security and Medicare. (laughs) Okay, this is just such a fantasy and such a lie. This isn't a misrepresentation or a spin. This is just a lie. It's akin to what uh, Biden said about the voting rights. We're going to put you all back in chains. Remember that? Yep. Okay. And of course, in Georgia, we're record turnouts for the midterms and almost every other state had record turnout. So there's there's no voter suppression. That's just a lie that they made up. And this is another lie that the Republican Party wants to do away with uh, Social Security and and Medicare. Okay. Now, the reason they get away with this is because the corporate media, which is collapsing, I mean, really fast. I mean, I can't believe it. Bill, we talked earlier about the ratings. Fox News uh, has now and and they're on top of the list. You know, they're the big dog still, but their ratings in the demo of 25, 54 year old adults, their primetime ratings are the kinds of numbers that we had at headline news. And we thought they were a disaster at the time. Nobody's watching cable news anymore. I had the last quarter that I was on Fox News. I had these numbers enshrined. <laughs> mm. It's crazy. And I did a million 25 to 54s on occasion. I know. A million. I know. And they're lucky if their primetime shows do 300,000. Lucky. Now, so anyway, it's, but it's not just cable news. It's the network news. And I, I mean, they, it's all it's of it. All, all going. So. So the Biden administration knows that it can say whatever it wants to say. And people just go, they kind of yawn. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. It's like Baghdad Bob. Remember Baghdad yep, Bob yep, and the Iraq yep. war? Yep. We're winning. We're, we're winning. Whoa, duck. Hey. Right. Um, it's the same level of propaganda. And Jean-Pierre, I mean, this woman, I almost feel sorry for her now. She's not smart enough to know that what she's saying is total gibberish. She's just not smart enough to know that. But she goes out there and she does know that the press corps has absolutely no use for her at all. None. No Uh, respect for her. I've never seen anyone at her level be as bad as she is. She still reads her answers from a book. Why don't you just give me the book and let's cut out the middleman here? It's not the same book that Biden has. Yeah. So Biden, this week, and he is entertaining. We, you got to give him that. He's he's looking he's looking for Dan, the congressman in Virginia, um, and it's Don. 
Okay. <laughs> the guy's name is Don. And he's going, Dan, where are you, Dan? And, and everybody's looking around going, Dan? Dan who? We don't know Dan. <laughs> you know, it's, we have Don. We don't have Dan. Where are you? Where, where are you? Oh. So, yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, the president of the United States, you've got to be respectful to the office, um, is beyond anything that I've seen, and I think you would concur with this, in our lifetime, we have never seen this level of, A, deception. Hey, the border's secure. The board, no, it's not. You are delusional. Right. And that's the key word. It's crazy. He's delusional. So, um, Bill, let me ask you one more question, and then uh, uh, we got to run. But the, uh, uh, the Pelosi tapes come out at 3 p.m. Eastern time today, the, uh, the body cam footage. Are we going to see anything? This is because the New York Times, L.A. Times, uh, and somebody else sued uh, the uh, district attorney and said, you got to release this body cam footage. Yeah. Are we going to find out anything in it? There going to be any, anything? You know, I just be, I just be guessing. I uh, warned every commentator not to speculate on this kind of thing because nobody really knows. I suspect that the San Francisco Police Department would have leaked something if it if there had been something untoward mm. that night. I suspect that would have happened to get out in front of it. Yeah. I the only thing that makes me think there might be something there um that's, you know, more than subtle is that uh both sides said this will just increase misinformation and when people see the tape, conspiracy theories will start. Uh, and, of course, that's true. Um, well, I mean, you, the point that you made is a good one, that they had to get the Freedom of Information to get it released. It's not right. like they wanted to put it out. Right. Um, now, there is a privacy concern. I understand that. you got an 80-year-old guy he's being terrorized, and, you know, this video is not going to help him. Um, but I think that in this case, as... If you don't know anything about the story, then don't guess. And, and that we live in yeah. a country now, speculation is just everywhere on everything. They don't know. And I, don't, I try not to do that. You know, I try to just basically make my analysis on a fact-based um, situation. Bill, thank you so much. It's always good to have you on. Uh, you can find Bill O'Reilly and get his commentary every day. Uh, in his No Spin News, you can find him at BillOReilly.com. That's BillOReilly.com. Back in a minute. Remember how good you felt the first time you really started to eat healthy after, you know, eating only fattening garbage for most of your life? What's that like? Because I've never... Anyway, um... Uno used to be a terrible eater. Um, we gave him dry kibble. We thought it was fine. As it turns out, that's dead sterilized food. It's really, it's not good. Uh, and I'd almost have to hold him at gunpoint to eat. Now, what I'm going to suggest to you is not a change in his dog food. It's a supplement that was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. And you sprinkle this on the dog food, just a little bit of it. It is so many vitamins, minerals, probiotics, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in rough greens. Um, I want you to try this. They want you to try it. Um, but, you know, if your dog doesn't like it and won't eat it, then it's not going to help. So they want to send you a first a trial bag for free just to make sure your dog likes it as much as Uno does. If they do. Get the full bag and start feeding uh, your your uh, dog with this on top of it. 
they will lick the bowl clean, most likely, and you will start to see healthy changes in your dog quickly. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash Beck, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. You know, listening to uh, Bill O'Reilly talk on uh, Ukraine is is fascinating to me because I really disagree with him on the tanks. However, he may be right uh, when it comes to the supply line running those tanks on, you know, jet fuel and just, you know, the mechanics of it and the parts of it. You're not taking that everywhere as Ukraine. They don't have a supply chain. However, he was making the point he's going to use it as a defensive weapon. Well, that's not a defensive weapon. That's an offensive weapon. But if you can't use the supply chain, you don't have that, then it would be a defensive weapon. Um, he doesn't think that they'll use it for Ukraine. I think this is going to be used in the spring for a, a, a big offense uh, that Zelensky is going to try to pull off. You're saying in Crimea. In especially, well, especially Crimea. Um, and if they go into Crimea... Um, I can't tell them that they shouldn't. I mean, that's been part of Ukraine. Russia just took it. Russia claims that it's theirs. Ukraine claims that it's theirs. I'm fine with them going into the Ukraine and trying to take it out and take it back. However, I just would like to not have my name on a tank <laughs> that they're using. Uh, you know, yeah. that's the problem. I don't want to be roped into this. I don't want to be in World War Three. No. I, I think, you know, like there's another world. Let's say Ronald Reagan is president, you know, where you, you sit back and you say, well, I, I think he's really competent. I think he really, you know, I, I trust his vision for the country. He's proven a long record of of good decision making in this realm. Maybe you could talk me into some of this stuff, but like some of it with with and again, that doesn't mean unlimited funding, but like correct you know, when you're talking about tanks, it's really drawing the line where I think my biggest worry is these guys are really, really bad at almost everything they do. The fact that they're going to be able to walk this line successfully to avoid World War Three seems to me to be a real long shot. And, and that's what really scares if me. They can stir up a global war uh, and get the United States involved. They've got tons of money that they can launder and use. We've, they've already proven themselves to be crooks, just as bad as is Russia and crooks and corruption. We, we should not be involved in that. We've done our part and supported them. I do not want to be involved in a war over Ukraine with Russia. The Glenn Beck Program.